going on everyone bring you back another video this one is breaking down how you can use email marketing for your dispensary now I've changed up the form instead of going uh, presentation style where I have to click through like 50 slides I just figured I would give you as much value as soon as possible and here we go so emails can be broken down into three sections right nothing more nothing less one you have your collection two you have your sending and then three you have your optimization right if you're struggling on emails uh, it can be attributed to any of these three things and then at the end i have a real cool bonus available for you as well if you stick along so first things first collection so collection can be broken down then into six different ways that you can collect emails now i'm sure you can kind of make up a bunch of other ones but for the most part if you're struggling with getting emails these are the main ways that you can go ahead and get them First things first is just regular sign up. So include a sign up form on your website or blog where people can enter their email address. This is where they can receive updates, promotions from your business. And these also include non-intrusive pop-ups to the website. You don't want those pop-ups that pop up all the time and it ends up ruining the user experience of your website. Those are never good, um, but you can always have a pop-up. And typically what I would recommend is that when you do have a pop-up or when you do have some sort of sign up, you wanna provide some sort of incentive that allows your customers to get something in exchange for their email, right? So instead of saying like, hey, you know, sign up here to learn more, um, you would say, hey, you can sign up here and then you get some discount or get some free product or get access to the latest deals and drops that people have ahead of time, right? Because you wanna have, this is a value exchange at the end of the day, right? They're giving you their email, so you wanna provide them some sort of incentive for them to sign up. That's gonna make your uh, sign up collection a lot more effective. So in addition to online signups, you have your in-store signup. So all you really need to do is set up a signup sheet or some sort of tablet where they can then put in their email address when they visit your location. The thing about this is that if you ask people to sign up, typically you have a higher percentage chance of them signing up because it's more of a peer-to-peer -peer interaction. The third one, social media. So as you know, with social media, there's a lot of things that you really can't do. You can't sell things online. You can't do a lot of stuff. But you, what you probably, well, I'll say probably, you never really know in the social media world, is that you can probably get away with uh, increasing visits to your email list, right? So instead of sending them directly to your website where you can potentially get banned and they type in some cannabis stuff, you probably get them to a sign-up form where then you can funnel them into more of a sales process where the, the banning or the, the rules of social media don't necessarily apply as heavily. All right, four giveaways and contests. So this falls under that like give value, get value back. Right, so if you are offering some sort of prize or a discount or some sort of raffle, these are very good ways that you can get a lot of emails very, very quickly. Five point of sale, so similar to the in-store signups, is that ask customers if they would like to sign up for the email list at the point of sale. The cool thing about this is that you can kind of customize um, what you say to customers in order to get the email. So if you know that you have a customer coming in and they buy edibles all the time, be like, hey, look, we have some really good discounts on edibles. Highly recommend you go check out this sign up form and put in your email address because if you want discounts on edibles, you can go ahead and do it, right? Six is then also a referral program. You can also encourage current customers to refer friends, family by offering a reward for every new sign up. Again, this is might be kind of difficult because um, one, the attribution of tracking referrals is a little bit tricky, um, but two, um, you don't wanna just continue providing rewards every single time. Some email signup lists have like gamification, so where people can earn points and stuff like that. But again, this is a really good way that if you do have a good referral system, you can get people coming back. But for your dispensary, probably these top five things are gonna be the, the core of how you're gonna get emails. Now, second thing, sending. 
Now, uh, when you're sending emails, there's a bunch of different ways you can send emails. So you have promotions and discounts, personalized email campaigns, event invitations, surveys, and then again, referral programs as well. So promotions and discounts, what you're really doing is sending them exactly what you're saying. So if you do say you have promotions and discounts, you're gonna use it and then you're gonna send them promotions and discounts uh, to encourage them to visit your dispensary. Uh, personalized email campaigns. So if you have a larger email list, let's say you have 1,000, 1,500, 2,000, 5,000, right? Um, what you then want to do is start segmenting your email list into specific types of subscribers based on product recommendations that they would like um, based on then their purchase history, right? So if you have a massive list, I'm not talking about a list of 100 because segmentation wouldn't really do anything, but if you have a list of let's say 5,000, right? You're going to have a large percentage of them that are interested in flour, vapes, edible, and then maybe lower down the line, you have your concentrates and tinctures and, and, and you know, topicals and so on and so forth. Where this is really powerful is that you're not just sending a blanket discount and promotion, you're sending discounts that are tailored specifically to the people who are interested in specific products, right? So if you send somebody who's interested in flower products, but you send them discounts on beverages, it doesn't really matter, right? But if you send somebody who's interested in flower, then when you send them flower discounts, it becomes much more powerful and that conversion is a lot higher, right? Third one, event invitations. I know a lot of dispensaries like to do events and guerrilla campaigns, so this is really good. Here, just invite uh, the people on your email list for invitations, grand openings, things like that. And what's really cool about building out your list is that as you build out new stores, you can continue to leverage your existing list to say, hey, we have this other store opening, go check it out, right? Surveys, and I'm gonna get, this is a, a kind of like a hint to um, the bonus that I have, but surveys are incredibly important. Right? This is where you send surveys to the email list to gather feedback from your customers, and then use that information to improve your dispensaries, offerings, and services. Right? So right now, a lot of times it's like, hey, how do I keep on selling to my customers? How do I sell, 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 but not how do I make my business better so that people come in and they want to come in more often, right? Whenever I talk with dispensary owners, they typically say like, yes, our product selection is good. It's very diverse. Our customer service is awesome, all these different things, right? But like, is it actually? Do you have quantitative feedback that you know that your dispensary is trending upwards in the right direction or trending downwards in the wrong direction? So you wanna answer questions like, what is the most important thing um, for you when shopping at a dispensary? Do we typically have all the products that you have in store? Is there anything that we can do better, right? All of these things help make your business better, which in turn will help you make more money. Fifth one, same thing, referral programs. Mm -hmm. Referral programs and surveys are kind of, they, they're tied together and not in the obvious sense, but like the way you get referrals is by having a better business. You don't get a better business by just like trying to sell to as many people as possible. So when you do these surveys, you improve your business, inherently you're going to get more people referring to your business itself. Then you can use emails to then send out and promote referral programs where they can refer friends and family. And again, in exchange for discounts and awards. Last thing here is the optimization. So there's seven main things or there's eight main things that you can do here. So the first one's personalization, right? So instead of saying, hi, we're offering this discount. If you say, hi, Tom, hi, John, hi, Sarah, um, it immediately uses the person's name, right? The conversions end up being higher. Just one of those psych psychological things. <laughs> um, don't need to go too much in depth to that, but by using a person's name, it's a lot more powerful. Open rates get higher if you don't use your name. Segmentation, again, this is where you can segment your list based on characteristics, purchase history, location, interest, and to ensure that you're sending the message to the right people. I touched on that a little bit earlier. 
Three is optimizing for mobile. So a lot of the times when you're building out your, your email or your newsletter, you will be building it out on desktop, right? So it's super important that the font size and the different images that you have when they're condensed from a desktop horizontal view to a mobile vertical view that you it's optimized for mobile. So it's nice and easy to see again, because most people will open up their emails from their phone, including a clear call to action. So a call to action is just like a verb that prompts your visitors to take an action on something. So visit our website, book your appointment today, shop here, order now. Again, one of those kind of like psychological marketing things where if you tell somebody to take an action, they're more likely to do it, especially in the sense where they're just reading this information on an email and they don't know what to do next. Fifth, using a clear subject line, using a clear and attention grabbing subject line that accurately describes the content of the email and entices people to open it, super important. Because if you look at emails, you have your subject line and then you see maybe the first sentence of what people have. It's really important that the subject line is optimized well because that is also going to affect the open rates. The more people that open up your email, the more people that are likely to purchase from that email. The less people that open up your email, the less people are likely to purchase, so on and so forth. Sixth, making it visually appealing. So you don't want to have just like this, like 2000s looking or 90s looking email. You want to make sure it's up to date, up with the times. And honestly, this is actually less important than these things, I would say, because these things are more customized. Like the branding thing is very subjective, right? Whereas all of these things you can optimize and make it better, right? Make sure mobile looks good. Uh, make sure that the clear call to action is there using a good subject line, segment, segmenting your audience and personalizing. Like these are all even more important than making it visually appealing. Just like make it look good enough and make sure that the value proposition of what you're offering is super high, right? So if you know that on um, Fridays, you always get new product in, right? It's probably best to send out an email as soon as you know what product is coming in so that your customers know that they're getting value from this email that other customers normally don't right? What can you give in your email like list, your email customers more than your existing customers? You have to continue providing value. Now, seven and eight is all about testing, measuring, right? So testing different subject lines, testing headlines, testing call to actions, testing images, right? Like no one gets it right the first time or even the fifth time or the 10th time. It's like, as you continue building out your email list, take a look at the data, right? What was the open rate? What was the conversion rate? How do you look at all these things and make sure that you improve it? Make, you know, do one small thing at a time. And as you do that, your emails are going to continually to get better over and over and over again. Last thing is timing, right? So timing, um, you probably don't want to time an email for six o'clock in, in the morning on like a Saturday or a midnight on a Friday, right? You want to make sure that you're timing the emails properly. And again, with volume, you're going to get a better idea of your opens and close rates. I would just say the most important thing is maintaining consistency, right? Because consistent testing is going to be doing it as good as you possibly can once a month, right? So by by, excuse me, <laughs> by being able to optimize um, all of these different things, you're going to be able to continue to tweak your emails and get continually better and better and better results, right? But you need to make sure you continually optimize and send things on a consistent basis. Now for the bonus, NPS is a acronym for net promoter score. It's essentially a customer loyalty metric that measures how likely people or customers are able to recommend a business to others. So you've ever gotten that email that says, hey, how likely are you to um, recommend our company product service to a friend or colleague? That's exactly what this is. And there are three types of customers based on this NPS score. You have your promoters, your passives, and your detractors, right? So your promoters, they're 
considered loyal customers who are likely to recommend your business, like the referral people. That's all. That's that's what you want. Passes are satisfied customers, but they're not likely to recommend your business. And attractors are customers who are dissatisfied and are likely to discourage others from doing business from you. Right. So a lot of times it's like, yes, I think I'm doing a good job. Everything's good. But like, what do your customers actually think about your business? Right. And as you continue moving forward, you can continue to track customer loyalty over time. You're going to add forms of different services, everything that you've done within the business, like you know, same time last year, what was my NPS score? What was my NPS score same time last quarter? So each quarter, if you send out an NPS score, you can get an idea like, is my business doing better or is it doing worse? This is a quantitative example. This isn't like, hey, uh, my customer service is awesome. My products are great. Like, no, what do your customers actually say? But in order to do this, you need to go out and build out your email list so that you can get this important information. Like, all companies, I just got an MPS uh, or I just got a survey from Apple, right? So all businesses need to look at the customers and see, am I doing what my customers want? Am I providing as much value as I possibly can so they keep on coming back? Um, one way you can go and track MPS scores if you go to delighted.com backslash MPS. Um, they'll let you set you up with the survey so you get an idea of all the MPS stuff. And then I would recommend you continue sending this out so you can, what can I do better in my business to ensure that uh, I keep doing the right things or I improve to, to increase my MPS score. So anyways, to summarize, you have collection, sending and optimization. And then ideally uh, you continue using that MPS survey to check and see is my business better in the eyes of my customer than anyone else. But that's it. For